right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Guest at Pressure Points, your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is White Chocolate AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 3, Franks Come Down. We're finishing up our 1950s scandal. So strap in and get ready for it. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. Get ready, cutie pies. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Did you say strap in or strap on? Always. Both. One or two and slash or. Perfect. Hot. Welcome back. I got a macadamia nut in my throat. It's been 30 minutes or a week. It depends on when you're listening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, round two. Who would have thought a two-parter for episode two and three? And nothing's happened. Yeah. This last week. Yeah. We didn't record these back to back. I don't know. I what the would fuck like to point about. out that we need to be awake in roughly six and a half hours. <laughs> and you still have to make tuna salad. Fuck you. You told reminding. me to remind you. You have to go you. buy a loaf of bread. Nah. Do you well, already have one? Nah. We'll just bring crackers. No. Buy we'll a see. loaf of bread. Multi grain. <laughs> we'll see. Or whole grain, not multi grain. Whole we'll grain. See. Stone ground only. Whole Foods isn't going to be open that early on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you son of a bitch. Go to Smith's. For multigrain? What are you, multigrain nuts? That was a bad joke. That was awful. uh, Okay. It's late, man. We'll do a really quick recap. I'll do it. Frank Olson, really smart chemist. Yeah. Works for the CIA. Shitty guy. Totally willing to put his ethics aside. (laughs) <laughs> for the family. <laughs> but he's also really getting really stressed about it. I think last we left off, he was at a CIA retreat. Yes, he was visiting an ICA retreat. And he uh, drank something naughty. A uh, co-worker, Morgan Hall, handed mm-hmm. him a nice, tall, Long Island iced tea. And he gave it a little sippy, sippy. And he starts tripping balls about and an hour later. he's getting a little trippy, <laughs> trippy. Homeboy is getting kind of fucked up on LSD, he notices. So, where are we at, AJ? So, What's I'm not going to talk about Frank Olson at all. Yeah, it's okay. Now nah, we're going to, we'll come back to him. So, I already did that part in the notes. I got to <laughs> scroll, scroll up. Scroll. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about Sidney Gottlieb for a, a moment. We talked about him a lot in the last time. Also at the retreat. Yeah, it just so happens. Uh, And so in about 1954, really early on in the year, Sidney is officially put in charge of an operation. And uh, should I say what it's called or should I build suspense? Mm, I don't know. It sounds ultra confusing. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so Sidney, early 1954, we last left... Frank in late 1953. Yeah. Uh, November 18th, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's given this placement. He's basically, you are now in charge of Operation Midnight Climax. Good old Sydney. Which happens to be a sub-project, I think the 42nd sub-project of MKUltra. Hot. 
super hot. I want to meet and shake hands. Actually, I don't want to no. do this. With the man that came up with Operation Midnight Climax and just... He knew what he was doing. I'll tell you who But did he it. didn't know what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. So... Sydney said, oh, I know this guy. He's been working for me and, you know, for us for a while. We're going to, I'm going to kind of place the control of the operations to this guy named George Hunter White. Okay. So before we talk about the goals and Midnight Climax, we're going to talk about George Hunter White because he plays a pivotal, pivotal, fuck's sake, it's late, <laughs> a pivotal role in this. So he's, he's a Federal Bureau of Narcotics agent. Uh-huh. Basically, he he did undercover work on multiple er, in multiple countries. Basically, he infiltrated the mob and different mm. drug growing groups. He sounds familiar. And he spent a lot of time basically getting in and then yeah, bust. He he would do drug busts. Yeah, busting heads, taking busting heads. Bussin George boys. W. White? George Hunter White. George H. H. White. Uh, my favorite anecdote about this man is that in a diner once, he shot his initials into the ceiling. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, I wish. No. Yeah, he did. So this dude... God. <sighs> trying, to, trying to decide where I want to go with him first. Imagine going in in like the 90s into that place and you see GHW and you're like, what the fuck was George H.W. Bush doing in here, man? <laughs> that what cowboy was H.W. doing, crazy bastard? So this dude, yeah, he was an FBN agent. He had a special contract with the CIA. He was kind of like a field agent, but not 100% their bitch. In and out. Yeah. He was a captain in the army. He worked for the OSS back during World War II. Uh, and I'm not really sure what else he was doing, but he had his hand in a lot of pies. If he sounds at all familiar, during this time period, he went by the alias of Morgan Hall. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Ah, so, so we've uh, made the connection. the connection. So by day, he would work to keep drugs off the street. By night... He would put them on. He He would, like, even before this happened, like in the earlier 50s, he would just drug somebody, and then document it. Just a little poke On his own. Yeah. And then he he would also, um, I would I assume he's working for the CIA when he's doing this, he would drug CIA agents unknowingly and, in, and uh, like, talk to them and try to get them to spill the beans ah. to talk about secrets. So would he spike their drinks, Sometimes. Se? Yeah, however he could. And oh. he wouldn't always use LSD. Sometimes he'd use Coke. Sometimes he'd 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 use like concentrated THC, like he he tried basically every drug on himself and to yeah. to other CIA agents. He was also a raging alcoholic, but that was uh, uh, you gotta you gotta cope with your shitty self somehow. Oh yeah. I guess. So um, like for so... years he was doing this where he would just document it, send it away huh. to Sydney or Ira. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. And and he would assess people who were, like, who were risks. He would assess just anybody. If you were in the area, he basically would do this for fun. God damn! And so he's like a he's like a 1950s version of you, which with access to drugs. Yeah, I don't have access to drugs, so no, not at all. No, I mean, uh, no. So 
interesting, awful person. Uh, one time in 1950, he drugged a New York subway car. What? With, uh, I think it was aerosolized LSD. And then he did it again in 1952, just to see what would happen. <laughs> God, dude. Like, obviously, like, he's probably working under somebody in the CIA, because yeah. that's where he's getting his supplies. But he was basically like, hey, I have this idea. I'm going to spray down this subway car with acid. And somebody in the CIA would say, okay, yeah, here you go. God, dude. Here's your you... expenditures. Here's your here's your booze money. Can you fucking imagine how terrible that would be? Like, it's 1950s New York. Ugh. Like... It's not clean. It's not... I mean, New York isn't clean now, but... But it's, it's cleaner. Not, this isn't like like 1980s peak Wall Street New York. This is fucking scummy post-World War II mm-hmm. shithole New York City. Yeah. Bad news, man. And then suddenly and then, you're, and then you're, you're on, on LSD. You're on LSD and you're going to your, your dumpy-ass day job mm-hmm. of... I don't know what the fuck they did in the 50s. Shitty jobs. I don't know. Worked at the dry cleaner. At the deli. Getting screamed at while you're making a salami sub. An Italian sub. Fuck, that would suck. Making a deep dish pizza. I think. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not deep dish. Not in New York. What are you doing? Fucking sicko. I don't know. You're a psychopath. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, now that he's gone. We've got the room to ourselves. I'm here to save you. <laughs> so, yeah, he operated a CIA safe house in New York, um, which comes into play a little bit later. <laughs> a safe house. Yes. For I would, agents. I would never in my life put George Hunter White over a safe house for anyone, whether they were coworkers or not. Well, yeah, not at all. So this dude, apparently in New, in New York... Basically, in any large city, there were dozens of safe houses because they they would basically, if you were being cert, like if the KGB was trying to get you, they would shuttle you between safe houses. If Ooh. you were, if you needed to go undercover for something, you got a safe house. Like, oh, okay, so that's a, really similar to what uh, any police station is doing currently. Maybe just shuttling people between no, locations yeah. when they between shitty houses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shifting them to another place. Once you murder somebody, you just get hired somewhere else for sounds the pay like, raise. Sounds like you might serve better in Montana. <laughs> yeah, God. where they don't have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So then, uh, let's see, what else would he do? So he would go to parties and just randomly spike glasses with LSD. And he, would he just comes back. in with air horns, but they're not <laughs> blasting just sound. He's just spitting LDSD. LDS. LDSD, yeah, LSD everywhere. God damn it, it's so fucking late. It's, it's so late. So his biggest thing was he would just try to get people to reveal sensitive information. So you're at a party, you start tripping out, and then this dude comes out of nowhere and is like, where do you live? What, Are you married? What's your take on the Communist Party no. of Soviet Union? He Excuse cared me? so little about that. <laughs> Um, let's he see. He just wanted to get to know everyone. He would also, he was the, a star for sexual blackmail. Bell of the ball. He would drug people, film them having sex, and then blackmail them if they were upstanding citizens. 
Okay, I take back the good things that I said about George Hunter White. So he his personal documents, his personal notes were destroyed in 1973. Because hmm. of course they were. I wonder why. So let's talk about Midnight Climax and his yeah, hand. Yeah. So, so you, so you hire a deprived sociopath. You give him the bottomless bank account that is the CIA <laughs> budget. What do you a think blank happens? fucking check. He starts so, converting safe houses. And he's, no. he's getting new furniture. He's hanging up velvet drapes. Ooh. He's buying porn. Oh. And hanging it on the walls. He basically his safe house ends up being two apartments and then he puts a secret door between them and then he turns all the mirrors into one-way mirrors. Ugh. You know what I from imagine his he looks like? And you're going to hate me for saying this, but this is how I'm picturing him is the Noid with a neck beard. I wish look him up. Uh, George W. I I feel George, like I'm just gonna get a fucking George Hunter White. I feel like I'm just gonna get a a poorly drawn picture of him. That's You're going to George. He looks Hunter. like if we merged and were born in oh, the no. 1910s and shaved and balding. He looks like a. <laughs> he looks like. Uh, Khrushchev a little bit. I was going to say, he looks like a, an American Gorbachev. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's exactly... <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm choking on a nut. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> he really yeah, does. He really does. He does not look like he would fit this role. He looks like the... Like, just the scummy, he looks... fat New York cop. Yeah, he's in just, every he's kind of dumpy. every movie with bad cops. Dumpy, balding, Ugh, round he's face. Gross, dude. Yeah. yeah, like he looks like us. I hate it. I know. <laughs> he looks like us in fucking thirty years. Me in thirty years. You in twenty. Hey, years. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you knew I was gonna. You yeah, set me up for that. I know. So, uh, yeah, this is sub project of MK Ultra with the best name, Midnight Climax. So yeah, he converted these these safe houses into these little jerk off rooms, little dens, these velvety, dreamy dens. There's always a box of saltines in the corner, <laughs> just in case there were a group of you. Just in case, and his apparently his Operation Cumcracker. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, no, no, he buys Chips Ahoy. It's a cum cookie. Fritos. <laughs> so they. He basically converted these into small brothels. Oh, little CIA houses? Yeah. What? All the safe houses were converted. It cost thousands of dollars. His oh, I'm sure. alcohol budget was thousands of dollars because he would buy the good shit and then drink it himself and buy bottom dollar shit for the operation. <laughs> Just, Just do it. Right bolt off. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, secret doors, one way mirrors, and this was across San Francisco. Mill Valley, California, and New York. Okay, wait, pause. Okay. We're going to address this because okay. you said we were going to address this. Is it a one-way or a two-way mirror? It's a one-way mirror because you can only look through it one way. Don't Google it. I'm looking up. Do not Google it. I'm looking it. up two-way mirror. Because a two-way mirror, that would be a window because you can see through it two ways. Two-way mirror. Images. <laughs> it's a window. Fuck. How the fuck am I supposed to tell which way... 
It's it's a white screen. This is facing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a fucking a drawing, a silver, shimmery, like twelve by twelve inch frameless square flush mount bathroom vanity mirror. And is this a one way or two way? It just says mirror. Oh, helpful. Say, yeah. So yeah, it, it's you. one way because you can only you look through it one way. Okay, so a two way mirror would be a window. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm glad we settled that. I'm still looking it up. No, you're not. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. No, I spelled mirror with too many R's. Ah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to move on until we settle this. I know. I'm looking up the, the definition. A two-way mirror, according to dictionary.com. Actually, uh, a for, uh, uh, according to Oxford. Oxford shit. That's un- I don't un- know what it says yet, so I'm not. That's unreputable. A panel of glass that can be seen through one side but as a mirror on the other. A one-way mirror. mirror. Now look up one-way mirror. (laughs) Look it up. Okay. One-way mirror definition. A one-way mirror, also called a two-way mirror. So it's the same (laughs) one. What What the fuck? (laughs) A one-way mirror, also called a two-way mirror. Yeah, it is. That's the most... That is some bullshit. Merriam-Webster and Oxford have some things to work out because Merriam-Webster says... It's a mirror on one side, but can be seen through like a window from the other side. Yeah, a one-way mirror. Yeah, and a two-way, apparently. I was right. Uh, we were right. I was right. This is communism, we. I was right. All right. <laughs> so he set up these little fuck shacks. Oh, uh, God. Re- yeah. Like, so he's taken these houses. I know I've derailed you quite a bit. Oh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so he's taken the houses, he's turned them into fuck shacks, mm-hmm. and he's got a bunch of sneaky mirrors in there. Yeah. And then he goes out on the prowl. God, this is so hot. Oh, weird. What he the fuck? He approaches a bunch of sex workers. Okay. And says, hey, if you work for me, I'm not a pimp. <laughs> if you work for me, I will pay you $100 a night, which during the, the 50s, that's pretty good. And... I'll protect you from the police. They won't hassle you. Yeah, I mean, he's got be working his connections. And your job is to lure people in. You can charge them your normal rate on top of the 100 bucks if you want to. Like, what yeah. a good deal. But you need to lure people in all night to this location. Damn. You're going to Just spike their anybody. drink with LSD. Anybody. Oh. You're going to spike their drink with LSD. Okay. Done. And then you're going to start sleeping with them. Done that. You're going to fuck them. Wait, no, no, no. I haven't done that. Sorry. I <laughs> I'm, I apologize. That. I, that was that was in very poor taste. My bad. <laughs> and then you're going to interrogate them about secrets that they may have. Oh, dude. You're going to ask them about if they've ever committed a crime. Ew. If they've ever robbed anyone. Why is he such a scummy they've fuck? they've ever stolen money or you know that george was just fucking pumping it out on the other side hold on just wait so that's a good deal for a sex worker (laughs) in the 50s like that's a great it really i mean you're protected you're protected you you're in a safe place yeah like you know somebody's there yeah you know that somebody's watching you're not gonna get like 
fucking murdered. Yeah, and it, cause, because because that would cut into the George data. George would come in and kill both of you. So yeah, exactly. You know, if you die, your your perpetrator's gonna die too. Yeah. So then he would document the whole thing. Apparently, in some of the houses, the mirror because, like the the apartments themselves were mirrored. Yeah. To each other, the mirror that he was looking out was basically the mirror in the bathroom. So he would sit on the toilet, drink. And watch them oh have sex. God. And then he would document it. Midnight climax. And if they are, you know, upstanding citizens who have a reputation to protect, he would sometimes blackmail them. Well, yeah. He would... Uh, As is tradition. Yeah. Uh, that's just what you do. That was the bulk of what they did. God damn. Was that every night... This for, conniving little rat fuck. For, oh fuck, almost 10 years. What? 10 years. Did George have like a family? Do we know? I have no idea. I can't find Probably jack not. shit on him. I bet he didn't. I this, doubt. He feels, he feels a little too sneaky and slimy to have a family. Yeah. So he... He's like, I can't settle down. I got 700 people to watch fuck tonight. <laughs> so he yeah. needs a porn addiction when you've got a live sex addiction. Over time... Well, through Brock. Sometimes he would invite other CIA agents to watch. Of course he did. Of course. So it wasn't. So it wasn't Operation Midnight Watch. It was Climax. Operation Free Pornography. It was Operation CIA Midnight Climaxes. Yeah. It it was Operation CIA Cumcracker. Yeah. Operation CIA We Go Climax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it kind of evolved over the ten years. Uh -huh. You know, it started off as like, okay, when trying to figure out when's the best time to interrogate somebody. Okay, and then they figured out, oh, the best time when is when they're balls deep is, in no, a no. sex worker. No, no, it's it's <laughs> they discovered that it was actually right after sex. Like he fucking yeah. peels off of you. He's on acid. He's tripping. He's also probably drunk. Yeah. And and he's, that's when he's you got fucking them. post nut clarity. Like that brain. Is free and ready to roam. Yeah, so he they they would basically interrogate him and figure shit out, and um, they would try to like substantiate some of them, but of course, you know, if somebody admitted to committing a crime or a robbery or whatever, they of course wouldn't report it to the police. That's ridiculous. I don't know why. Yeah, they would just write in a report, send it off to Sid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Sid was totally fine with this. I'm sure he was like. He's yeah. like, I mean, he's in the CIA. You're in the getting 50s. data. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they did a couple other things, kind of on the side. He's just rolling in government stipends. They they were tasked with finding what the best drug would be to spike an entire building and create a mass of confusion, fear, and anxiety all at once. Fungus bread. That's that's what I say. <laughs> but they you know they practiced you know releasing aerosolized things through air vents to see if it could make it through the entire building like god damn dude <laughs> like they were totally okay with this they also studied the effect of keeping people in almost complete isolation with minimal food and water while intermittently dosing them with lsd just hmm. to see what would happen i wonder i <laughs> yeah. wonder what might happen did we um, did they ever find out oh i'm sure they did, they did. Have results we have results they happened to be burned in 1973. <laughs> yeah, God. So they they 
It sucks because I, I, I say they. It sucks he. because I'm also really fucking intrigued. Yeah, like I'm curious as like, to what I want to know are. what like what they found. Well, out. yeah, it's like the twin experiments with Mangalay are fucking horrible and like, disgusting. But like those results are kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like, like I at least just want to see what what I don't want to say what came out of it <sighs> because Ugh. I have a feeling I, that I, it, I think it involves George. But it's just... They called him old cummy George. (laughs) George hunting for puss white. Uh, George hunting for white puss. Come on, 50s CIA. George Hunter, pussy hunter white. Oh, that's what it was. Ew, I don't like George. Nah, well... uh, I'm not getting of them. They're all hateable fucking characters. You want to know what's even fucking worse? What? There's also some evidence that they would randomly dose... Handicapped children to see what would happen, to see how that would, like, affect them. <laughs> the this dude was a sociopath. Don't say he it. would do this for fun, separate from this. I feel like he's, okay, I feel like in the 50s, they got a bunch of people in there that were just bad scientists. Like He's not a scientist. No, no, he no, didn't no, go no, to no, school no, for no, science. No, 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 I know that. I'm saying, like, people, people that... They're basically all just YouTube pranksters. They're like, hey, what what would happen if I fucking punch this homeless man in the face? And Sidney Gottlieb goes, I don't know. Go for it. Do it. Here's here's $10 million. Do it. I dare you, George, you bitch. And George does it 100,000 times and gives him results. And it's like- that's not what. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. That's not what should happen, George. Yeah, this this was really fucked up. It's just like, hey, what would happen if we gave this this disabled kid LSD? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of fucking idiot frat boys. Mm-hmm. That's I that's actually hate it. Way more accurate. I hate it to the FBI during that time. Frat or boys, the CIA during frat that time. boys working on associate of science degrees. <laughs> yeah, dropout. Yeah, from the associate oh, of science. Dude. Um, let's see what else. So pretty soon George got bored <laughs> of watching these people just have sex. Oh, of course he did. So he would. It's, it's gotten too repetitive for him. He yeah. knows it's because he's already found his results. He just isn't. He doesn't want to show the results yet. He doesn't he want to keep be the party going. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts walking to restaurants no. and dosing people's food. And then just sitting at the bar with a sheet of paper, like a little notebook, and waits. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just having a slice of pizza and some dude sits down next to you. He walks past. Bloop, puts by, a little dropper by your foot. By, by, he He's walks, like, what in the world is that past, thing? Bloop, bloop, bloop. Look in the sky. You look up and you just hear, bloop, and you're like, what the fuck? And he walks Did past he five pee? feet. You're still looking at him. He turns around and walks and sits down at the <laughs> table next to you. He paper out, and just loudly, with a pencil. <laughs> and then he just looks. This bald, fucking... Greasy fuck. <laughs> God. But yeah, he, he would go to restaurants, just dose people. Those people's food, see what would happen. You're like, what the, this pizza is melting my hand. He started going to bars ah. and just dosing drinks. The second anybody would turn away, <laughs> bloop, Dude, just to see. This guy had like a better shot than Michael Jordan. He's just fucking <laughs> shooting doses across the room. Oh, yeah. This guy, <laughs> uh, he was really good at spiking people's drinks. God damn. It's not something you want to be good at. 
So I don't know if you guys knew this. We're talking about Bill Cosby on our episode today. The <laughs> I, Bill Cosby of the 1950s. He probably learned from this yeah. guy. God, really. Uh, my favorite thing, I shouldn't say it like that. No, The you most shouldn't. interesting thing, I think, during this time period is that he started going to beaches. And originally he was like dosing people, but then he realized, who the fuck has an open, unattended cup on a beach? It's going to get sand in it. Nobody has it. It's gross. It's going to get sand in it. So he just started asking people, hey, do you go? You guys want to do acid? You guys want to drop acid? God, of course. You guys want to do some LSD? And he did this for years. <laughs> and what are you going to do? Report him to the police? And he goes, federal agent. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. So some people actually attribute his dosing when he was in San Francisco to creating the psychedelic counterculture social scene In the early 60s. It doesn't surprise me. Because he dosed so many people. He had so many doses at his disposal. There there was even some guy who was confirmed to be in one of these experiments. Well, as far as we can trust him, hasn't Mm -hmm. given any reason for us not to. But basically, he was like, yeah, I was on the beach one night, and this old bald fuck said, you want to do some acid? And I said, yeah. And then I did acid, and then, like... A couple months later, kind of that that psychedelic 60s counterculture thing sprung up, and he was for it. He was like, yeah, now I can do acid again. Let's do it again. People have access to it. I I was reading earlier, um, and I talked to I got nut all over my pants. Oh, hot. Uh, Okay, George. (laughs) Is it it only yours? (laughs) Or is it another CIA operatives? Um, I was telling AJ earlier that... Uh, at one point, the manufacturer and basically designer, as weird as it sounds, of LSD, and I think it was Sweden. Um, yeah, I think so. That the U.S. or the CIA had reached out to them and said, we're going to buy your product. Like, we're buying all of your LSD. All and of it. Like, How much? And they said everything. And they bought off the entire stock. Of an entire pharmaceutical company yeah of their lsd it's just like like, this is how many doses how many people were affected by this that's like bonkers amounts of lsd man yeah imagine it's the early 1960s because this yeah this thing went on until like 64 i think 63 and near the end of 63 early 1960s someone comes up to you and says hey you want some free acid you guys can have sex if you want you want to dip your toes in the paper Hell of the yeah. devil? Who would say no? Fuck yeah, I do. Put it in my eye. Put the dropper in yeah. my eye. Put it at the tip of my penis. I don't go, fuck, yeah. let's do this. Boof it. Boof me, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, these experiments went on. Thousands of people were dosed. Thousands. Not hundreds. Thousands Hundreds of, of thousands. Not quite. Not that many. But thousands of people Damn. were dosed. And then uh, in 1963, this dude named John Vance, he was on the staff for the CIA Inspector General. He learned about the program and he kind of looked into it a little bit. Uh, you know, very telling that the general in CIA Inspector General staff was not aware of this program. <laughs> of course. No. What? But they, they learned about the frivolous disregard for consent, which eh, that's not the biggest deal. But the fact that they were drugging them without the consent Uh, john vance said shut it down you're done with this sub project 
What a guy. The guy, the people at the top of MK Ultra said, no, 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 this is imperative. Like, they're doing good work. Did you just say the word? What? The M word. MK Ultra? You piece of shit. I said it already earlier this episode. <laughs> Give me shit. I thought we were going to avoid this together. It's I mean, not an are. MK Ultra episode. Get no, the no. Fuck out it's of a here. Midnight Climax episode. Yeah. It's an MC. Well, every episode for Ultra me is MC yeah. episode. So, and then John Vance said, let me look at your finances. You're like, how much do you spend on liquor? Fucking what? And prostitutes? You what? Sex workers, sorry. George, Habit. you need to change your name again right now. Yeah. So they shut it down, which if they were... So they renamed it. ...getting good data, do you think they shut it down? Also, do you think George Hunter White would just stop if he was just doing this on the side? You think he would just stop because yeah. some dude said stop it? He just changed Fuck his name no. to Hunter Washington and moved on. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Um, oh I'm God. right about that when we trace his fucking line. Oh I'll be like, oh, shit. Oh, it fuck. was a joke. No, but like, they obviously kept doing a lot of these things. Oh, like, of like we, we know that they were doing this Midnight Climax stuff before it officially started in early 54. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it continued until somebody said, I'm not paying for your booze anymore, George. Yeah. And then I'm sure he just did it on his own. Obviously, if George can do this for 10 years like he did, he's going to find a way to fucking do it again. Yeah. Um. So we're going to go back to Frank. Yeah. Now that there's some yeah. some context into what's know, going on in the wider world. Yeah. And it, so that you guys are aware, Frank is also pretty damn aware that a lot of this shit is going on. Right. Oh, yeah. He's the chemist. Of yeah. course he knows. Yeah, I mean, the dude... Where do you think they get the drugs? He has such a fucking long history working in the CIA, and I mean, he's worked upper echelon CIA for a while, that, I mean, it's it's bound to fucking happen, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I wasn't ready, I just put a nut now in my it's mouth. it's time for your favorite Monday morning game show... D's Dating Do's and Don'ts, where we find out if your concept of relationships is a tick too far on the misogynistic side. Welcome to the stage, AJ, a wannabe totalitarian from a very far-right Christian community. Let's get started. It's D's Dating Do's and Don'ts. AJ, welcome back. Question number one again. Your best friend and recently confirmed pastor, Sebastian, begins detailing his most recent run-in with the town working girl, Robin. Do you, A, cut him off and inform him that's personal and it's not his business to share, B, keep your little baby mouth quiet and let him finish his story, or C, try out the new self-applied over-the-pants thing you learned on 4chan during his story? Um, well, I... Uh, what Ooh, was B again? Sorry, it Fuck. looks like you're out of time once again. Can't give you the correct answer because you didn't get one in. Maybe you'll get it next time on D's Dating Do's and Don'ts. So, uh, Frank, Frank gets back the day after his retreat from being drugged out of his fucking mind, and. 
Uh, his <laughs> like he's got his three kids. He's got his wife at home, and they're like, "Oh, Dad, how how was your trip? How was your retreat and everything? Like, you finally got some R and R." And he's just like he's sitting there, pupils as big as fucking dish trays. Like this dude is fucking out of it. He refuses dinner that night, um, and he wouldn't say a word about the trip. They just ask, and he'd just shake his head. At one point, he just yells to his wife, like not at her, just to her. He just goes, I've made a terrible mistake. And Frank's, Frank's on the breaking point, man. Damn, so, it only took him one hit of ass. Yeah, really. And, you know, years of breaking down. Dude, God, poor guy. But same time, fuck you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets he gets back to work a couple days later. And, I mean, he's still in just bad shape. Homeboy is not handling this well. And he goes to his boss, Ruit, who was at the retreat. And he basically says, hey, should I be fired or should I quit? Because these are my only options with what's happened. Like, I'm now the subject of a CIA investigation and fucking operation. What's a girl to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruit says, look, man, take it easy. Calms him down. And he says, just head out for the day. Come back tomorrow. We'll figure things out. So he comes back the next day, even more of a fucking wreck than he was before. And he's starting to like, like he's starting to actually see the effects of what the fuck is going on. Like he's mumbling to himself. He's saying, I just feel so mixed up. I feel like I'm incompetent in my position. Like he's having imposter syndrome. Like this dude is Frank is Full on Frank is lost it at this point because he knows he knows the end game of of subjects in CIA operations. Mm-hmm. So he gets sent home early with a man by the name of John Stubbs. John was also at the retreat, and when Frank shows up at home, his wife says, "Who's this guy with you? What like? Why are you home at noon? This is not normal, Frank." And he says, "As the pool boy runs, <laughs> yeah, right." Uh, so Frank says, "Look, uh, this guy's here just because the CIA is afraid I'm having a psychotic break, and that I might hurt you guys." And so wife and kids are like, yeah, "Okay, we'll hold our distance for a little bit." Um, and he also lets them know, "Look, I'm going in for like a psychiatric treatment and evaluation." Uh, in New York in the next couple of days. So bear with me. This is I'll bound be back. to be Everything well. will be okay. So he flies out to New York City with uh, with Ruit, his boss. Uh, and there are a couple other uh, CIA doctors that join, which, based on their track record, sounds like a great time. Uh, and Frank's out there for a few days. Um his son was interviewed years after, and um, his son says he remembers his dad, Eric. So Eric remembers his dad leaving for this trip, kind of coming off as, like, hopeful. Like, things are going to be okay. We're going to get through this. But still just, like, fucking, ugh, I'm, I'm done, stressed. My ulcers are just the size of a fucking football field. And he said that... um. 
he so the night of November 27th um at about like I don't know like 8 p.m. uh Eric's mom Frank's wife gets a call from Frank and Frank sounds hopeful he says look we've had our meetings I've gone through my psych stuff and I really think that like I think I've like I think I'm I'm getting there I think I'm good I think that we've worked things out it's great um, and then at 2 a.m. on November 28th, uh, Frank gets suicide, commits suicide uh, at the Statler Hilton Hotel. He jumped out of his window um, and landed on the ground, didn't die on impact, right? Oh, of course not. So the night manager runs out after this guy slams onto the cement and Olsen is just like with his last dying breath trying to mumble something to this night manager and the night manager is like D- I can't I can't understand <laughs> he, you he's mocking him he's nee, 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 nee. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> uh, and so he's getting like he's like somebody called called 911 like get Call people here. yeah and uh excuse me the police get there and everything and the night manager said, in all my years in the hotel business, I have never encountered a case where someone got up in the middle of the night, ran across a dark room in his underwear, avoiding two beds, and dove through a closed window with the shade and the curtains drawn. Poor Frank. Yeah. He so, will kind of be missed. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he was coming He was coming around. Probably would have whistleblown, you know? Yeah. Might have exposed some shit. That would have been nice. Might have given some closure. That, yeah, that would have been... Some clarification to what was actually going nice. on. A guy that had his hands in the pot and decided now was a good time to come clean and couldn't, couldn't handle take it. it. Couldn't yeah. hack it. So now we're going to talk about a Colin Ross, a psychiatrist... Who was looking... I don't know a lot about the story behind this one. This is just something that I found that I thought was really interesting. But apparently they were looking through some CIA documents and they found a memo that kind of implied that there was more to Operation Midnight uh, Climax than was, you know, than it seemed to be. Which to me makes sense. Like, why would you, in one of these, uh, you know, these auditable you know, operations say exactly like, put your cards all out. What if there was a mole? Yeah. What if there was, you know, what if you get compromised? What if you, the auditing, you know, the, the inspector general is compromised or something like that, you know? So to me, it makes sense. But basically they claim that they found that evidence that the CIA was actually testing the performance of the sex workers. Oh, not, the Johns. Huh. They were potentially, you know, allegedly, here we go. <laughs> God. They were purposely being put under conditions that mimicked field operations where they had to, they were, they were basically testing sex workers to see if they could become female agents. Yeah, if they could be recruited. Recru- yeah, to see if they were recruitable, to see if they had the guts to do it and the, the fortitude the to do that shit. fortitude to pull through. They God so basically damn. the Johns were given LSD as a cover yeah. for the testing to basically see if they can get female Manchurian to, candidates to test women to see if 
if they can actually fucking like pull it off and do it as a regular thing. Yeah. God damn, so dude. What what's a great mission for a female agent during this time period? Go have sex with go seduce some foreign Somebody. diplomat. Yeah. And then oh, when's the best time to fucking to uh to, honey potting to honey pot to the When's the max. best time to get information out of somebody? Yeah. Oh, right after you had sex yeah, with them, sure. when they're on LSD. Yeah. So you spike them, have sex with them. Right God as the LSD damn. starts hitting, you uh, extract the information, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Boom. They probably won't even remember it. If they do, they won't be able to trust their own memory. Yeah. Because of the they LSD. Know that they were fucking cooked. So. Damn. The recruitment of the sex workers, that's another, like, layer of cover for testing of, you know, Manchurian candidate type, you know, people. Jesus. Um, and, you know, that, that it's just a theory, but I think that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I mean. That they they were, and it, think think of where we came from to get to here. Yeah. I mean, Operation ethics... Artichoke was about getting people to commit assassinations. Yeah. Manchurian candidate style. MK Ultra and these pro- sub programs come out and they say, "Oh, it's just hypnosis. It's just we're we're it's mind control. That's what we're we're trying to do. We're trying to do mind control." I think they're trying to go a step further than that. I think they're just trying to get, you know, heartless. You know, it, it's what the the military always is trying to get a super soldier yeah. for <laughs> their role, weaponizing a human being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to to the and utmost you know what? degree. It's horrible. It's 1950s. So, you know, sex work is even more criminalized than it is today and more looked down upon. Who else would be a great agent who's not going to blab? Yeah. Than than a sex worker because then you can just Jesus. say, you know, all the sexual uh, blackmail that they were doing with the Johns, they could do 10 times as much with the sex workers themselves. They could just go to the police and say, "We're not protecting her anymore." Gone. You're out. That's just like it's <laughs> it's uncanny how fucking like sneaky clever unethical fucking awful and yeah. smart that shit is it it is so like i'm not saying 100% that's what was happening but they would have had to be stupid to not at least consider it yeah uh and then i i found a when george hunter white the last time i'll talk about this asshole <laughs> uh when he retired he wrote a letter to gottlieb which said, and I quote, I was a very minor missionary, actually a heretic. But I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? This God was damn. written and documented. I, I have the source. Uh, let's see... 1992, it was Lee and Schlein in Acid Dreams. I think that's a book. But it was also reported by Michael Krecka in the publication How the U.S. Government Created the Drug Problem in the USA, published in 2001. That guy just so happened to have been shot dead by a San Diego policeman in 2006. Oh, my God. Just so happens Just so happens. When he's dragging up old dirt. Uh, I've, yeah, and you know, keep in mind this happened. This this just this operation, not even this was sub operation forty two. Yeah, who knows how many people were impacted by this? And the one quote that I have, I think it's from Sid. I don't remember because I of course didn't put it down. But it's no one knows where the human test subjects are now or what effects they may have suffered because 
when MKUltra was brought down, before it was, they burned everything. And it was in the thousands of people that have been For tested. one. And they destroyed everything. everything man. White destroyed his personal stuff. It was the, all plausible the CIA destroyed yeah. everything. They sent out a memo that said it would be better if this documentation was destroyed. So it was. Damn. Because you can say, oh, it would be better if this didn't exist. But you can't say burn everything. You can Jesus. even that yeah. is a le- level yeah. of protection. It would be better for us if this didn't exist. Exactly. Damn. Yeah. So let's talk about Eric. Okay. So. Uh, when police got into Frank's room, they discovered Gottlieb's deputy, Lashbrook. And Lashbrook was sitting on the toilet in the shared hotel room that he had had with the, with Olsen. Now, they looked into it, and a call, a call had been made from that room to a doctor. And they didn't really know where the call went. They just know that it went out to a doc. Uh, the operator that connected the call heard the entirety of the call because it was so short. The call was, well, he's gone. The recipient replied, well, that's too bad. And then the call ended. Um, cops on the po- on the scene pointed out how similar uh, this case was with one from about five years earlier involving a man who fell to his death in New York City 10 days after he had spoken to the FBI um, and this man had been connected with Soviet intelligence. Um, I also want to point out that this hotel is half a mile away from where George Hunter White was living during this time period. It's just a, a coincidence. Fucking uncanny. Coincidence. Um, now, Frank's family had always kind of believed that the like his psychosis and mental state and stress of the job had led to his suicide, but they always felt like something was off about it like they they didn't fully accept it they were like no he sounded good when he talked on the phone mm-hmm. to mom before like literally six hours before mm-hmm. and so later on in 1975 um there was this big release of information from the rockefeller commission um obviously it's released by the government so you take that mm-hmm. with a grain of salt and it was two years after the files were destroyed mm-hmm. a lot of files were so, like I said, you can't fully trust all of the information, but information did get out. And there was info in there that Frank had been dosed with LSD at the retreat in November. So, the family announced, as soon as they found out about it, they announced that they're suing the CIA over wrongful death. Um, and surprisingly enough, the government settled on 1.2 million dollars yeah dang great the only problem was uh like towards the time the family was getting ready to sign the settlement the government said actually we meant seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars now that's 3.8 million dollars now still a very still fucking a lot of hefty money, sum. but like how shit and Within the settlement papers, uh, the president and the CIA would issue personal apologies to the family. Yeah, I stumbled across a picture of oh, the really? Olsen family with Gerald Ford. Yeah, Gerald Ford was the one that, that yeah, handled it. it he issued an apology. Weird. Head of the CIA did. The family accepted 
they saw a three point eight million dollar check. Well, seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but but they see this fat fucking check that says, "Hey, look, if you leave it alone forever, yeah. we're not going to say we did yeah, it. Your problems are gone. But shut up." Yeah. So in nineteen ninety four. Uh, Frank's wife passed away and his son Eric had to have the body exhumed so that they could bury them together right um that's actually kind of nice yeah it's a really sweet gesture yeah and so Eric has a body exhumed and something in his gut is saying do a second autopsy so well you got the body maybe he well. decides now have a hacksaw fucking, and yeah, get in there he decides now's a solid time to f- perform the second autopsy and he gets the autopsy done they discover that there were some discrepancies so in 1953 surprise surprise it was listed that there were multiple cuts and abrasions all over Frank's body however in 1994 no cuts were found. Now, you can argue that 40 years of, of decay can really alter results. I get that. However, in the 1953 report, those two things, cuts and abrasions on the body, were the only thing listed. They had a fresh body here, right? Mm-hmm. They have a fresh body that very likely went fucking head first. In, well, not head first. He survived. But... Ankles first through the top of his skull. Yeah, squelched right onto the concrete. Like, he's dead, fresh body, clean it up. You can see everything that's there. Yeah. In 1994. There's unaccordion him. Yeah. In 1994, you have a degraded body, but they're seeing a large hematoma on the left side of Frank's head. There's a large injury on his chest. And the autopsy concluded that there was blunt force trauma to the head and that the chest he- the chest injury happened before he even fell. Ooh. So forensics said that it was starkly suggestive of homicide. And Eric and his brother have been in and out of depositions and trials with the government um, they're just filing suits left and right, seeking compensation, any kind of investigation for, for information to be released. Yeah, they're trying to get justice. Yeah. The like, only problem is so much of it is being denied because the family settled in 1975. Yeah. And where's the documents? You know, oh, they're, they are ash. They're gone. They are yeah. gone. There's no now, fucking supporting documents. An interesting take on this. I know that every, like, you can all have your opinions. Maybe it did get to Frank. I get that. But Eric pointed out in an interview that a method used by the CIA, and it's written in the first manual of assassination, and it states the most effective or the most efficient accident in simple assassination is a fall of 75 feet or more onto a hard surface. Mm hmm. And it's fucking uncanny. You can even go beyond that and go to the program that came after MKUltra, which was Project MK Naomi, which we barely looked at. Yeah. Like, as we're doing research, we're like, oh, my God, did you know about this? Oh, my God, did you know about that? Like, Dude. we're just finding so much more and more and more about so, this. So we I came over here seven hours ago. Oh, fuck. And I had, I had read basically what I thought was everything. And as we were going, I was like, dude, I'm adding more. Yeah. I'm adding more. I'm adding more. 
It's yeah. a lot. It's a big and story. And you guys better be fucking grateful because we finally covered MKUltra, you pieces of shit, or at least a drop in the bucket of MKUltra. Yeah, part of it. A very small you part of it. bastards. Um, you got what you wanted. Are you fucking happy now? <laughs> I like that nobody has <laughs> Nobody's requested it to now, do it. Now. But, I, yeah, no, like, the, uh, you know, MK Naomi was literally about getting the best ways to kill somebody, yeah. creating a heart attack gun, creating a microwave <sighs> Damn, gun, dude. creating dart guns with different poisons and doing so much about that. So, you know, if you have this program in the 50s to create these, you know, what, you know, the Black Widow is based on in Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> which is so corny, but like that they were actively trying to recruit females to honeypot, like to honeypot foreign diplomats and and then now you're like developing more and more advanced weaponry yeah pushing somebody off of a hotel is a no-brainer hitting him in the back of the head yeah you you zonk him shooting him in the chest no you you just like fucking zonk him he's gonna be disoriented you just push him out the window yeah jesus he yeah it's tough yeah it's fucking crazy but uh yeah we did it there finally. Goes seven hours of my took, life down the drain. Five five seasons for us to do it. We finally did. It's I'm out of the way. I'm behind on my homework now. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It's yeah, on whatever. you. You gotta make tuna casserole. I'm not making tuna casserole. You got, you. The, Patri- you got the patrons pulled up. It's so late. <laughs> you can't leave until I post this episode. <laughs> All right. I mean, <clears> at this <throat> point, I should just fucking stay here. We'll just record the <laughs> yeah, next nine episodes. Sleep on the couch. Fuck. All right, so thank you guys on the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash points o pressure. Abby, AJ's third nut, Lindo, D's nuts. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. It's not me. I swear. <laughs> uh, NSA isn't real. Nordic Thunder, Toddle Waddle, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Keep the lights on in the place. Um, well, we'll be back next week. Yeah, find us on Instagram, at Twitter. At Twitter. Fuck. It's late. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. Feedback, music suggestions, fucking memes. I don't give a shit. If you need somebody to talk to, by all means, reach out. Uh, We truly, truly appreciate all the feedback that you guys give. And, uh, yeah, keep that shit coming, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, see you then.